Well, good day to everyone. This is Bill Stark with LeaderGov, and I am so happy to be here today with Captain Andrea Hall of the city of South Fulton, Georgia. Hello, Andrea. How are you? Hi, Bill. I'm fantastic. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Oh, you bet. Um, we are so looking forward to um, digging into this topic today of servant leadership. And as we've talked about on um, uh, podcasts before, you know, at LeaderGov, what we want to do, what we strive to do is is we really want to see tens of thousands of local government leaders equipped to better serve each other and to have productive environments where they can work and thrive and, and really better serve their citizens. So this topic today, um, uh, Captain Hall, it, servant leadership is a very important topic along those lines. But before we jump into the ap- actual topic, um, would you mind just taking a, a minute or two and just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at the city of South Fulton and maybe some of the um, local government work that you uh, did in, in other municipalities? Sure, sure. Well, I started um, as a firefighter in 1993 in the city of Albany. So I, my fire service career has spanned about 27 years. I am currently a fire captain in what we call our operations, our fire and EMS operations division. And I am responsible for uh, um, a crew and uh, facility that we are, uh, that we, it's called a fire station actually. <laughs> so I'm responsible mm-hmm. for that fire station and for the crew that um, is assigned to that station. And I've been doing that for about 16 years now. So I've had mm-hmm. uh, lots of opportunities to um, determine what, leadership style best fit me. Mm. And and at um, Fulton County or um, Albany, I know you spent some time in those two jurisdictions. What what type of um, um, roles did you play in, in those local governments? Well, uh, with the city of South Fulton, which is actually formerly known as Fulton County, um, I've worked in several capacities there. I've uh, worked in our community risk reduction bureau. I've worked in um, fire field operations or fire and EMS operations. Uh, I've worked in the training capacity. I've done a lot of different um, jobs in the fire service. So it has given me an opportunity to work with a lot of different personalities. And one of the things about, um, I, I know you know this right by talking to me, but I am a female in yeah. um, an environment that would be considered primarily male. Uh, And that comes with a a unique set of challenges, especially when we talk about leadership. Um, How do you, the question becomes, how do you get people to, in an environment like the one that we work in where um, strength and brawn is valued? um, Mm. How do you get people to want to follow you? How do you get them to trust you and to trust your abilities as a leader uh, in environments that could really potentially cause a person their life or some, at least some catastrophic injury if a wrong decision is made. Yeah. So I've had the opportunity, I've had the opportunity to work with some really good mentors who've supported me in my growth and development. Yeah, that's a great, um, I'm so glad you mentioned that um, with reference to, to building trust and relationships, uh, male, female, especially, and of course in those environments where you've got, lives on the line, um, there are a lot of dynamics that come into play in those moments. 
Um, so it's a really good point. And that, I was going to ask you about that anyway, related to servant leadership. We know that um, at, a, at a big fire, you know, fire engines are at a fire. We need people on scene, uh, the boss, the fire chief, whoever. We need them to be uh, very much um, in control and more or less dictating who goes where to solve, um, you know, address the fire. So in that sense, um, sort of uh, very focused, intentional, you know, one-way leadership is is needed. And, of course, there's communication back and forth at a fire. But but we want a leader that's strong at, at the fire. But outside of that environment, um, you know, leadership styles, when you're, like, working on a project, doing day-to-day training or things like that, the leadership style of top-down autocratic doesn't really work uh, in the long term. So that's why we were – Wanted to explore this topic of servant leadership today with you, particularly uh, with your background in in um, public safety. So, um, I was going to ask you. Um, in uh, Robert Greenleaf is the sort of modern day, uh, um, not founder, but he sort of uh, coined some um, characteristics of servant leaders, and I'll just read them off here to you. And I would love for you to respond and just share with me. Maybe how one or two of these servant leadership qualities, how you've seen it um, be at play in your work and how it's helped your team. So so we have listening for understanding. We've got empathy, a healing that is helping people um, move on from wherever they are in, in some sort of healing capacity. Uh, awareness, being aware of our strengths and weaknesses, persuasion, conceptualization, foresight, stewardship, stewarding. Uh, assets that are that we've been given, uh, uh, commitment to the growth of people, and lastly is building community. So those are the sort of pillars or servant leader qualities. Um, how have, are there a couple of those that come to mind for you in terms of how your leadership style reflects some of those characteristics of servant leadership? Absolutely, sir. Uh, the majority of them. But let's let's take a step back for a second, and I just want to share with you. Um, when we talk about leadership and leadership styles, uh, I have been in the fire service. I started at a very young age. Uh, I was 19 years old when I came into the fire service. And so I had very little idea about what it actually meant to be a leader. Uh, I had done these things um, indirectly. H- however, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Uh, I've been primed for leadership since I was a very young person at seven years old. Um, but we have some basic leadership styles that we talk about, like you say, the autocratic and democratic and lazy fair. And um, from the beginning of my career to now, I've tried, I've attempted to try each of those um, leadership styles to see what would work for me. And a lot of it was due in part to the fact that I was working in an environment where, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of testosterone. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. some expectation, whether it is my own, I put it on myself, or it was expected externally that you were to operate a particular way. You have to have command presence or, you know, mm-hmm. these, this is the language that we use in our industry. And so what does command presence mean? So for um, from the beginning of my career to now, there was a lot of juxtapositioning to determine what my leadership style would be. And what I would find is that I would have I was really falling sort of in a hybrid of all of these particular styles. None mm-hmm. of there was no one that fit Andrea. You know, I was not an, yes. I, you know, not an autocratic leader by nature. That's not my personality. 
And so um, because I don't always like to be the one telling everyone what to do all the time. There's a time and place for that, but it was mm-hmm. not my normal modus operandi. Um, and I'm certainly not a lazy fair leader because I, I can make the decision. And it's important to, to, to know when to make a decision, stick by it, be accountable for it, take ownership of it. So I, you okay? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> okay. So mm. I, I found that I was more of a hybrid uh, before I even was aware that there was a such, such thing as servant leadership. And I was doing, uh, I was exhibiting a lot of those qualities very early on, but I wasn't comfortable enough in the environment that I was in to actually be a servant leader because I wasn't, oh. you know, that was not yeah. um, what I thought, you know, leadership in this environment was about. So whenever I kind of grew up a little bit, I matured a little bit and understood that it's really best to just be yourself and to work to your strengths. Yeah. Um, I began to determine um, what, you know, how I could add value as a leader. And it came out in exhibiting a lot of those qualities that you've already mentioned. The top one was empathy um, and then awareness. And, and, and when I say awareness, I mean being aware enough to meet people where they are and then yeah. to develop them from there. Because one of the things you mentioned um, um the gentleman who coined the phrase servant leadership, Robert yes. K. Greenleaf. Yes. And uh, one of the things that he said that really stuck with me because I read his essay. And he was saying that, you know, the main goal of a leader is to serve. And, you know, when you have done a good job in service to others, when you can look and recognize and answer a couple questions. And those questions are, do those serve grow as persons? And then do they become healthier, wiser, freer, more autonomous? And are they more likely to be of service to others as a result of your leadership? And so when I look at the people that I've had the pleasure of leading, I can honestly say that I have created uh, in the instances when I've had an opportunity to um, leaders who are willing to serve in the future. Uh, They have grown as people. They've become dynamic uh, people as a result of my leadership style. And so part of that goes back to meeting people where they are and um, helping them to work to their strengths while still uh, bringing up some of those areas that may be challenges for them. You know, that uh, is a that, yeah, yeah. Would you mind just go, I want to be sure everybody hears that again, because you mentioned those questions <laughs> that Robert Greenleaf asked. Could you just repeat those again? Because <clears throat> when we think about leadership, we mm-hmm. often leave awake. Uh, you know, the the damage done behind us, so to speak. And we can mm-hmm. either leave a wake that's that's healthy, that's got life right. to it, life giving, or we can have a lot of uh, ugly stuff in our wake. So I would love to hear you read those questions that he asked again, just so everybody can, can hear them. Yes. OK, well, the first question is, do those served grow as persons? The second question is, do they become healthier, wiser, freer, more autonomous and more likely themselves to become servants as a result of mm-hmm. your leadership? All right. Wow. Wow. So equipping so them the so that goal, they can then become. Yeah. Yeah. The end goal should be to ensure that the people that you are uh, leading 
uh, are equipped or they're better as, you know, as a result of having your leadership than they were when you found them. Yeah. You, you mentioned empathy. Could you share a story or anything uh, recently around, say, listening or empathy or maybe awareness that, that sort of stood out to you in your work, just a story in the last few weeks or months? Well, I, actually, I have a very interesting story. Uh, this is something that happened. I have a great crew of, of young men that I work with, and we spend a lot of time on uh, personal development, uh, not just in terms of training for fire service related activities, but just personal um, character building exercises that we do um, just to be better people for the community, for the organization, for ourselves, for our families. And so um, we were having a little roundtable. And this is our opportunity to um, share with each other things that we're working on. And so they said to me, Captain, uh, we just want to share something with you that that might help you. I said, OK, no problem, because I'm certainly open to uh, improvement myself. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, we're, we're guys and we know that you like to explain everything to us and you want to make sure that we have all the details. They said, but we're guys. We just we just want you to just talk less and tell us just do it. <laughs> which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and and I had a very um I had an epiphany in that moment about yeah. even communication. You know, we communicate from our own perspective. You know, we communicate yeah. based on how we would like to be communicated to. And it just never occurred to me that I I may use too many words for them. Yes. When Wow. Yeah, so mm-hmm, and that was very powerful. Yeah. Well, and and if you had not if you had not opened up that channel for them to provide you with feedback, you would never have known that. I would never Uh, have known that. Right. Yeah. So this this idea of listening in this case and being aware, you know, (laughs) they're they're making you aware of some way that you communicate that is maybe not as effective as, as what they would like. So, yeah, that's a that is an awesome example. And, it you know, as leaders. This idea of being vulnerable and inviting mm-hmm. critique, uh, inviting right. feedback—that's a—that's a kind of dangerous thing to a lot of people, because uh, you know we don't want to hear you know negative things. But you opened yourself up to improvement. You got some good feedback. You know, if you, um, I'm really, um, I'm really interested. Maybe we could do another uh, podcast later on this idea of blending all of these different leadership styles, because I think that's fascinating the way you've, you know, adapted uh, over time, you know, as you've matured and, and used different leadership styles. But if you if you think about um, servant leadership, uh, kind of 30,000 foot view and, and mm-hmm. kind of zoom out. And if you were to think about uh, fire chiefs, public safety uh, chiefs, deputies, uh, city, county managers, folks that, you know, work hard every day that that have grown up in a kind of autocratic world where it's top down it's i'm going to give you instructions you go carry out what i want and it's all about me getting my project done and you're and you're at my disposal because you're my employee <laughs> you know that's a that's a predominant way that people lead um if you were to just speak to them and share just one or two sort of approaches to leadership learnings, thoughts that you would have that you would want to share to that that kind of leader that might be listening to this podcast, what would you what would you say to them? What would be your 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 advice? Well, I think I'm going to start that with 
a couple of little sayings that my grandmother uh, used to share with us as children. Uh, two things. She said, we are only as good as we give. And you can tell the tree by the fruit it bears. I think those are very sort of powerful um, sage sayings because giving, the more you give to your employees in terms of opportunities to contribute, uh, opportunities to develop and grow professionally and personally, the better your overall organization is. Also, it takes a little bit of the pressure off of you to always have to be the one to make the decision to um, be accountable for every single decision that's made. So uh, shared joy is double joy. Shared sorrow is half sorrow. So I believe um, there's certainly benefits to being a servant leader because not only are you developing your people for, for greater things in the future, but you're also giving them an opportunity to uh, create a stronger, more successful organization. Um, and like I said, you can tell the fruit, the, the tree by the fruit it bears. So if you have a good um, person in leadership and they are demonstrating the qualities of a servant leader, then you certainly see that bear fruit in your organization by uh, either um, greater sales, um, greater, you know, less recidivism, uh, people mm -hmm. enjoying coming to work, uh, people having more patience when we're in those challenging periods, whether it's uh, budgetary issues that we have or, you know, because when you're in local government, there, there are uh, several challenges that you come upon. Some can be anticipated, some not. But I think when you have uh, good leadership and people who, who seed into their, um, their subordinates, uh, I think that is returned to them when there's a time that we have to be patient with some of the decisions that have to be made that may not go in our favor. Oh, absolutely. I had a boss one time who really invested in me and took me to meetings and events that were sort of above my pay grade. Mm -hmm. And and he really showed me a, another world uh, and kind of showed me how he made decisions, that kind of thing. And uh, I tell you, I, I would have crawled over broken glass for this guy. And I would have given him, and I did give him um, incremental effort. You know, I didn't just give him what he asked for. I gave him what he asked for plus some extra. And mm -hmm. uh, that type of motivation for an employee um, uh, and, and all the other benefits you talked about really help with retention. Of course, morale, building the culture that you want to have in your local government. So I love that. that those are two great Quotes, thank, thank God for grandmas, huh? Yes, thank God for grandmothers. <laughs> <So true. laughs> this is, this has been great. Any, any final thoughts? Cause I, I, again, I want to circle, I'd love to circle back sometime and talk a little bit more about leadership in general and some of the things you've learned in blending these styles. But, um, any final thoughts or, or, um, comment on servant leadership talk, topic? Well, I, you brought up a very interesting thing about autocratic leadership and how we've been trained that way for so long. So one of the things I would say is let's be fearless in trying something different and uh, involving those folks uh, that we might nor not normally have any contact with as leaders. But uh, we're, we're in a changing time now where there's a shift even in the thought processes about how we do business. Um, and not necessarily to speak to any particular demographic, you know, and I'm talking about uh, how do they call us Gen X's or millennials or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but with technology, with the, with the uh, explosion of technology, um, 
you know, we have access to so much more information and that sometimes can cause a divide. So I think yes. it's important as leaders, we have to be willing to pivot and yes. to even uh, continue to grow as our, you know, ourselves, because even as a leader, we're still learning. And I think that's, that's one of right. the biggest um, benefits of being a servant leader is that you understand that you never get to a place where you're not able to learn something to grow yourself. And you're, you're always in a position to seed into someone else. Love that. We have a saying that says, if you, if you stop learning, you stop growing. And That's right. uh, so you're really speaking, speaking a great message. Well, thank you so much for taking just a few minutes out of your day to, to spend with us. We're hopeful that uh, city, um, uh, city and county uh, leadership teams and public safety teams can have a chance to um, hear uh, some of the wisdom that you're sharing. And again, just appreciate your the work you do at the city of South Fulton. And thank you for spending some time with, with us today here at LeaderGov. Thank you very much, Bill. We appreciate you as well.